Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hello and thank you once again for joining us here on India on 99.94. I'm your host, Nikesh Raghani, broadcaster, journalist and commentator based in the UK. Sarah Waris alongside me, as always, of uh, Wisden. And Sarah, we've got to start uh, with the first ODI, India men versus Zimbabwe, the tour that we spoke about in the previous episode. And uh, as expected, it wasn't much of a contest in the end, was it? Yeah, it wasn't even a surprise. Then we could win, easy win. You didn't expect anything different. So, yeah, good Good start with the tour. What have we learned, though? I mean, we, we spoke about a couple of the players who, who might be using this tour to show the selectors that of their worth, really, going forward, both in ODI cricket and particularly T20 cricket with the World Cup on the horizon, albeit a different format. Um, Kale Rahul was one we spoke about, you know, looking to get his place back in that T20 side. He's been out injured. There's There's been players who have stepped up and uh, have done well in his absence. Um, d- does he merit a recall? Well, he didn't get a bat today. We, we saw some of his leadership, obviously. He's captaining the Indian side uh, out there in Zimbabwe in the absence of uh, a, a lot of the big boys, really. Deepak Jaher, we did speak about as well as being another one who's been out for some time and out of favour, out with injury. He's back. He took three wickets. Akshay Patel did what he always does. Shubman Gill at the top of the order, has has he done himself even more good with that not out and that partnership of 192 it worked out in the end between himself and Shikha Dhawan? Who, who are the performers really who, who we should be taking note of? And, and do we need to take this with a pinch of salt? It is Zimbabwe. It's modern Zimbabwe. We're not talking about the, the Zimbabwe that, that used to cause India problems back in the day when they had some world-class players. This, this is not the same side. Do we take it with a pinch of salt? And, and even if we do, who are the performers that impressed you? Let, let's start with Deepak Jaher. What what's his takeaway from this first match? He was he came back with a new action. Uh, he was back to his swinging best. Uh, it was a very good comeback, you'd say. say uh, 27 runs, 7 overs, uh, took 3 wickets, uh, right put himself right in contention, you know, for the T20 World Cup team. Uh, I don't think this series for Chahar as much is about uh, proving himself. He's proven himself. This is about, uh, you know, coming back to fitness, proving if he is fit enough. Uh, this is uh, what the series is for Chahar, proving his fitness. Uh, with Gil, um, he's been doing very well. He did very well in West Indies. Uh but as you said, you know, because Gil will probably get chances against these weaker sides, um, you don't expect him to play England when uh, the top guns are there right now till the World Cup next year. Uh, so he's been doing well. But then you again have to think about, you know, that all these performances are against weaker teams. So 
once the world cup ends next year gil will probably like be in the first choice 11 uh, i'm hoping uh, but then again you know he will have a, a purse of performances against these weaker sides so how do you measure his uh, record so to say uh, that is you know worth thinking about Yeah, and in terms of the batting, look, we we didn't get a proper look at the rest of the batters. You mentioned Shubman Gill there, Shikhar Dhawan. Again, we spoke about him and, and the fact that the the only reason he's probably still in the reckoning uh, for India is just with a look ahead to that twenty twenty three World Cup on home soil, and he's potentially still the best ODI opener alongside Rohit Sharma to fill that slot. He's certainly in the driving seat at the moment. You know, they've got all these records which they've broken over the years, and and it's only greenwich and haynes and um sachin and ganguly and uh, ponting and gilchrist who who've got better records than uh, sorry not ponting hayden and gilchrist uh, who've got better records than them as openers in odi cricket history so you know you've got to give it a chance he's still batting well as as he's shown once again as he showed glimpses of against england uh, earlier in the year i'm just going to go off on a slight tangent here for a second right india won the match is all pretty easy as expected you know the 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 people who we expected to perform did and and so on there's one man who who's not not been in the india odi setup for for many years and and played a handful of games at that is smashing runs for fun just down the road from me um jetheshwar pujara i just want to talk <laughs> about look look he's probably never going to get a, a call up into india's white ball sides he might not even get another test call up Uh, for the rest of his career but it's great to see him in colored clothing first and foremost in the bright pink tops that Sussex wear in the in the Royal London uh, one day cup which is the 50 over competition here domestically um it's running alongside the 100 so it's kind of been shunned into a corner a little bit and all the best players from county cricket supposed best players have been taken out and put in the 100 um so all right the standard might not be there but pujara look he averages over 55 in list a cricket as it is and um you know third only i think on the list of all time list a averages uh, for people who've batted over 100 innings mm-hmm. and the only two men above him are barbar azam and virat kohli so yeah. you know he's got he's got a bloody good record he's smashed 174 from 131 22 runs in one over 22 in one over yeah. in that one he got 107 off 70 odd balls in the previous match He got a 14 not out of 7 balls, so striking at 200 still for that little not out. He got a 63 at better than a runner ball, and the only one he didn't do better than a runner ball was the the previous game, the game they played yesterday at the time we're recording now, and that was still a 49 not out in a very low run chase on a difficult pitch, 228 they were chasing, and they got there thanks to the captain, who was captaining as well, Jetheshwar Pujara, 49 not out. on a difficult pitch and he's just scoring runs for fun he's enjoying his cricket i mean you know is is, is there an outside yeah. chance i mean i'm i'm probably saying it in jest at the moment because i probably know the answer but you know let, let's just take a, a moment to to appreciate jethashwar pujara and his his uh, list a capabilities it's it's outstanding stuff and i i assume yeah. people in india have been talking about this as well right yeah definitely not only only uh obviously list a but even in county uh, first class games he was in brilliant form and you were yep. kind of hoping that he'd get that form into the fifth test match against england which happened but that wasn't the case he uh, 
he scored 13 and 66 but yeah, you were hoping was, you know he looked yeah. a bit more solid didn't he yeah uh yeah so he's you know one of those surprise performers years later you will be like who has the third best average in a quiz his name might just pop up and who has the best uh, one of the best uh, list averages and you'll be surprised to find pujara in that list uh it's something you can't probably def- um, explain why why he's been so successful, especially like when you regard him as a test specialist. Uh, but yeah, it's good for him. And but he's not going to get called up, right? He's he's, he's not yeah. in contention for the twenty twenty three World Cup. Come on. Come on, selectors, so. pull your fingers out. <laughs> give, give him a chance. He should have been on the tour of Zimbabwe or or the next Definitely. time they tour one of these countries. Just just stick him in for a bit of fun, right? Just, I mean, it's one Definitely. place. See what he can do, right? See what he can do back in the India blue. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, his last ODI was in 2014. So, you know, it's been too long. He just played five ODIs, scored 50-odd runs, average 10. They weren't consecutive ODIs either, were they? His strike rate was 39, though. So, in ODIs, his strike rate is 39. Yeah, I mean, a few nerves, you know, early on in his career. You know, I've got to admit, I've got a massive, more than a soft spot for Chetheshwar Pajar. I've got to know him a little bit over the years as well. Um, He's he's been over on various stints uh, in county cricket and obviously has toured a couple of times with India, uh, or three times now in his career and you know I've got to know him over that time a little bit he's he's a lovely guy and he's a cult hero maybe not in India I don't know I mean obviously there are fans of Jethashwar Pajara but there's a lot of people calling for him to be axed from the test side at the moment given the current form and given what happened to to both he and Rahane over the last couple of years Um, but that aside I mean you go to countries like Australia even here in England People just love him and it's not for what he does in county cricket. It's just the, the international cricketer, the, the fact he can dig in and just play old school test cricket. He's got all these funny, quirky mannerisms where he sort of runs without moving his arms. And, you know, Virat Kohli's taken the mick out of him on various occasions for things like that as well. He's just an eccentric kind of looking guy, but he's a down to earth, nice family man. Just gets on with the job. He's old school in this in this whole world of sort of modern fast paced cricket scoring 350 in a day in test cricket he's just you know what i'm just in my own world this is my world and you live in it while i'm at the crease yeah. this is a bujara world and you are all just guests and i'm just going to do my thing and over so many years he's he's been so successful so look wh- whatever happens you know, he's probably never going to get a call for for the India white ball side. There was this very uh, interesting anecdote. Many might have heard of it that when uh, Josh Hazelwood during the Australia series, he returned back to the dressing room, and there was a footage of Pujara um, on the TV, or like probably they were analyzing his technique and all. And Josh Hazelwood was like, "Shut this down! I see him batting a uh, whole day out in the middle, and now I have to come back and see him uh, batting on TV as well." And yeah. uh, very funnily, you know, Josh Hazelwood was picked in CSK last year with Pujara. Pujara was also in Chennai Super Kings last year. Uh, Which Hazelwood, was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> no. He, uh, Hazelwood, I don't think Hazelwood played last year. Yeah, he pulled out. It yeah. would have been fun to see both of them, you know, in the same camp. 
in the same camp, and it would have just been the camp. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Pujara, he's he's still got a medal for the IPL. He didn't play a single game, but yeah, you know he's got an IPL winners' medal. So another quiz question for for years down the line. Um, you know, name all the all the Chennai Super Kings players with uh, winners' medals, and and he will be one. And that that yeah. will shock a lot of people. But you know that that was more, I suppose, a sort of lifetime achievement award, getting that IPL contract uh, for that one season with Chennai Super Kings. Look, here's a bit of money. Thanks for all you've done for Indian cricket. Just yeah. just come and have a bit of fun uh, with us in the camp, and uh, we'll see how it goes. You're probably not going to play. He didn't play in the end. And um, look, he did play in the early years of the IPL, of course, and, and he, he was never just this test specialist. He was specialist. in KKR. Yeah, he, he was, was in KKR. KKR. Yeah. He played for KKR. And, you know, he's he's been on the IPL scene for a number of years at the start. And he wasn't just domestically, he certainly wasn't seen as just this Red Bull specialist because I remember, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a start, he's a fellow Gujarati. So, you know, you, you support these guys a little bit more than, you know, you, you want them to do a little bit better than some of the other guys, um, just from a, a selfish point of view and that pride <laughs> in your community and whatever. And I looked up his stats very early on in his career and followed his stats for the first few years. And his list A stats always impressed me. And I was always wondering, because he, he, he wasn't a complete blocker in test cricket back in the day when he first came on the scene. Yeah. Didn't score quickly, but didn't score that slowly as, as he has been doing recently. And I just always wondered why he wasn't given a shout in the Indian ODI side for, for longer you know, just just the especially 10 games, when like India was struggling for a proper number four for the longest Absolutely. time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I just wondered that with with an average as high as him. Yeah, he played in Rajkot, which is a bit of a road, but you know, g- give the boy a bit of a chance. And uh, look, it didn't happen. But this is just, I suppose, me just wanting to appreciate Chetheshwar Pajara and uh, everything he's given to Indian cricket over the years and. And uh, hopefully for a few more years to come uh, in, in domestic cricket, in county cricket, and maybe maybe another little whirl at the World Test Championship uh, next year if India make it uh, to the final and, uh, you know, in the run-up to that as well. Just it'd be good to see him making some runs towards the end of his career. So that that's the fantasy part out of the way. I, I don't think he's going to get a call-up for that World Cup squad. But in terms of the ODI side then, India going forward, we'll talk about the FTP in a moment. But just going forward in ODI cricket, looking ahead to the next World Cup, have they pretty much got their 15 sorted? Are, are there any places up for grabs that you see? Uh, let's let's talk batting and bowling, uh, keepers as well. Uh, are there any, you know, you've got Shikhar Dhawan, Rohit Sharma at the top. Shubman yeah, Gill about maybe. About this, a... I'm not very, oh, like, obviously Dhawan has done well. He's like ICC he always does well in ICC events. Uh, but his strike rate, like, I think his strike rate is not the most attractive in 2022. In ODIs, it's 66.8, uh, which kind of, you know, you think of it, it brings resemblance to Mithali Raj's strike rate. I'm not going there, but you kind of, you know, think of uh, that angle. 668 uh especially with India adopting that wide ball of approach, the new approach is not the best. Uh, and you kind of wonder is uh, if there is a place for KL Rahul to open. He, I would have wanted him to open today because he's been away for a very long time and get some game time before the Asia Cup and all that. Uh, 
KL Rahul so when he batted at 5 Pant was not a certainty in the 11 KL Rahul kept wickets on most of the occasions when he batted in the middle order there was no Hardik Pandya then uh, there was no Deepak Hooda then so you know KL Rahul was drafted down to fill in the empty spaces but now with a kind of settled middle order uh, you wonder if KL Rahul is a better option opening um yeah i understand thawan has lots of experience where, where and he's done very well come in though do you do you just not play shubman gill then or do you drop him down the order maybe i don't see shubman gill playing in the t- world cup next year so if you are uh, going to drop shikhar dhawan that's what i'm saying i, I don't yeah. see it as well but i would probably see shikhar at the top with rohit But if Roy's going to come back and he's the skipper, he's, yeah. he's your best opener. He he's going to play. Then if you are dropping Shikhar, then you bring in Kale as you're saying. Yeah. And then Shubman Gill doesn't find a place in the fifteen at all. I mean, he's been playing well. He finds well. a place in the fifteen, yeah. But eleven, he can be uh, an option at number four. Kohli at three, four. Uh, then there's Pant, obviously. But you've got Sky as well to fit in there somewhere, haven't you? Sky, like Sky for has me, to play, he's surely. yeah. But for me, he's still, you know, that T twenty. Like I feel T twenty I suit him better than ODIs. Uh, he has done like you know very well in T twenty eyes, but doesn't have the greatest record in. Um, ODIs, yeah. So he's not. But I mean, look, he's only come into the side in the last sort of yeah. year, eighteen months, hasn't he? So it's it's a little bit early to. to but you know, you got a guy in in sublime form in T twenties, and I get what you're saying. It's yeah. a different game. You've got to have a slightly yeah. uh, different outlook and more patience and and all those kinds of things. Um, but look, the form he's in, you, you, I don't think you can ignore him. He's, he's got to be in the fifteen yeah. for me, surely. Yeah, and I, I'd put him in the eleven as well. He, doesn't matter where he can be floating. You can you can use him as as one of your finishers, depending on the situation. Or if you get off to a really good start, you could probably stick him in at number four if you've got a massive platform to build on, but you've still yeah. got plenty of overs left. Stick him in, let him play his shots because he scores in different areas. He, he he's a three sixty player. I know we like to use that term over and over again, but he is the you know an absolute three hundred and sixty player. The ramps, the reverse ramps, the drives, the pulls, whatever. He'll just play any shot in the book. He'll look to put bowlers off their rhythm as well. And in India, have a lot of proper players, don't they? Rishabh Pant aside, maybe yeah. Sky aside. You've got Rohit, you've got Kale Rahul, you've got Virat Kohli. You've got Hardik Pandya, even who, who scores in certain areas. You know, he's he's got his set. Shreya usually Shreya Sire as well, mm. so they're they're very technically correct. They're proper batters. They're not rampers. They're not scoopers. They're not mm. you know charge the fast bowlers too often and all that kind of stuff and score in awkward areas. So you need more than just one of them in your side. I feel and you've got Rishabh Pant, yes, but it can't just be him. You've got to have somebody else. Even in ODI cricket, I know it's a different game, but. You, you've got to just have that little bit of difference. I feel and he can play properly as well. He's he's done it on a number of occasions. Mm. He can play beautiful, you know, textbook shots as well. But then when you're finding it difficult to score, he can innovate and he can keep that scoreboard ticking. And that that is part of this new philosophy, isn't it, of Indian cricket? So for me, Sky has to play. 
Um, but then I suppose it's who who misses out, and we'll, we'll have plenty of time. There's Huda to talk also, about like that. Huda. Yeah, I, I'm. I so, somehow have a soft corner for Huda. Uh, he's done well in whatever chances he's got. So probably, yeah. as I said in the last episode, you know he fills in so many gaps in your side. He's a he can bat in the top order. He can bat in the middle order. He can bowl a few overs. Uh, none of India's top four or five, besides Hardik Pandya, can bowl. So, you know, Huda gives that option, even if he bowls four or five overs in a match. It's it's kind of a luxury to India. So, yeah, he's there also. I agree with your point on Surya Kumar Yadav. There's still time to go for the 2023 World Cup. So, more than a year away. So, yeah, I don't, I'm I mean, hoping yeah. that he can, yeah. They, they've oh, not started planning for be that. Be consistent, yeah. Yeah, in a, in a concrete way, they've not started planning for that. They're, they're giving opportunities to lots of players and yeah. we understand that, but we're, we're just looking at how things are shaping up uh, ahead of that, given that they're playing I an ODI have, series right yeah. now. I was just thinking about, you know, Gil has been given an extended run, uh, but Gaikwad, uh, he played a few T20Is, he's yes to make his ODI debut. So, do you think they should give him a go as well? Or do you think that uh, Gil has been locked in and he's been, you know, seen as the backup opener, so to say? Yeah, I think they might give him a go. And, and he's, again, got a great domestic record and lots of people have been calling for him to get he an opportunity. He has an average better than Pujara. At least yes. average better than Pujara. But he hasn't played 100 innings, though. That's that's yeah. the that's the landmark that we were going for. You know, Pujara's yeah. done it over a long period of time. You know, you can't can't all be a Chetashwar Pujara in list day cricket, can you? Um, yeah. But look, they will give Rutharaj Gaikwad uh, an opportunity, I feel, before that uh, 2023 World Cup. Um, but it's difficult, isn't it? Because we, we've just reeled off all the batters there. And there's just a massive list. There's there's too much talent almost, which, you know, it shows at the moment you've got uh, one squad playing in Zimbabwe. You've got an almost completely entirely different squad for the Asia Cup, which is seen as your stronger squad. But in both sides, you've got so much batting talent that you could pick from any one of these guys, really, for, for those World Cups, for both T20s and for 50 overs. Prasid Krishna, I'm assuming, will be in the 15-member squad. Yeah, like, you'd think so. Yeah, for the World Cup, yeah. the 50-over uh, World Cup. I think for, maybe for both, maybe for both. They they seem to like him, don't they? And, and he's done yeah. well. Can be a little bit expensive at times when he's not quite in his rhythm, so that might be a concern. Um, Bumra will definitely be in there, obviously. Harsha Patel, probably, I'm, I'm say, saying that, a bit of sort of, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but it seems to me that, again, they've got a big soft spot for somebody like a Harshal Patel. I don't know if that yeah. comes from the fact that, he, you know, Virat Kohli's there and, you know, he's he's sort of spent a bit more time in the Indian camp than some of his contemporaries may have done had they not played together in the IPL. And look, he's done well whenever he's been given the opportunity. But then you've got Harshal Patel, you've got Avesh Khan, Brasid Krishna, all vying. Siraj, Shami. Siraj. Shami will be Shami's, in the ODI it, side, you feel. Yeah. T20s, yeah. I think he might be done now, which is fair, I would say. Um, and we've discussed that again previously. Look, he, he doesn't need it. He can be expensive towards the back end of the innings. He's good with a new ball, gets hammered usually at the end, just bowls that nice length. 
hasn't got the Yorkers, the variations, uh, and, and the, maybe the this right skill set for bowling at the death in T20. So where do you use him? That that could be a big concern. Yeah. But it's between the likes of Avesh Khan, Harshal Patel, Brasid Krishna maybe for a spot. Maybe Bhuvi comes into the T20s. Not sure about the 50-over stuff. Um, but it's, it's shaping up nicely. I want to talk about the spin department, though, going yeah. forward in ODIs. Is it just back to... Guldeep and Chahel, is, is, is that the way they're going? I mean, Jadeja seems to be in there at the moment in the ODI thinking, and it's T20s, we'll go with Guldeep and Chahel. In, in ODIs, we've got to play Jadeja and maybe Chahel as well. They both spin the ball the same way. Yeah. Jadeja not as effective in white ball cricket as he is in red ball cricket with the ball. Can keep it tight, but you know, not, not a wicket-taking threat. Can be expensive at times as well because he's the kind of bowler mm. who... Once he starts going for a few, he'll keep going for a few. It just seems to always work out that way with Jadeja. But such a valuable batter in that lower yeah. order and such a valuable fielder and just a senior player and, and a man to have around the camp as well. So do, do you think they'll stick with Jadeja as far as their best ODI side goes? Or, or maybe there's a chance for Kuldeep to sneak in there and they've got to find another way to strengthen the batting? Yeah, um, Jadeja, as I I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Jadeja in white ball cricket. Even T20Is, his uh, this year I think he averages over forty three um, in one of the formats. I don't really ODIs, I like, believe it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, which is you know not um, that uh, which is the highest among all spinners that India have tried this year. Um, that is why I think they've been forced to go back to Ashwin, giving giving him the call up after so many years. So suddenly last year there was this, you know, influx of spinners coming in. There was Rahul Cheher, there was Varun Chakrabarti. Yeah, in T Twenty Eyes, but after a few matches, they're nowhere to be seen. Uh, India's T20s though, was, you, you feel I, yeah. I know they still give him an opportunity, in T, but it, in terms of their best side. If they're going to play two spinners, they play Yuzi Chahel and Kuldeep Yadav, right? That that's yeah. that seems the way they're going, and then yeah. Jadeja becomes your batter who maybe they can, can roll be his Akshar arm over. Patel. Um, Akshar has like made a lot of improvements recently. Uh, probably they're giving him, you know, and he's done well with the bat also. So they are probably giving him that um, opportunity to possibly fill in Jadeja's spot or, you know, just be an extra spinner in the side and strengthen the uh, batting order. Look, with the, so, with all, look, I love Akshay Patel and I think he's a, he's a brilliant cricketer. But if you're comparing mm-hmm. the two, I know Akshay Patel has been in better form with the ball in, in white ball cricket recently. But, mm-hmm. you know, come on, he's like a pound shot Jadeja, isn't he really? You know, without without being disrespectful to him, I mean, he's he's better yeah. than most other left arm spinning all rounders in the world. No doubt. But yeah. if you're comparing him to Jadeja, Jadeja gets in every day of the week, as you know, in white ball cricket, this is because of the all round package. And in in T twenties, look, they're they're pretty much sorted with the two spinners. They've gone back to the kulcha, as they like to be called. Ashwin uh, the, has the also not twins. done very badly in. Yeah. Uh, so, you get you get the feeling he's he's a backup though, but in terms of yeah. the ODI side specifically, does Jadeja always play? I think I think he has to for the balance of the side. Where do you I stand? I think he does. Yeah, 
I think he does. I think he um, is at least a certainty in the eleven uh, in ODIs. T twenty is also, um, especially in Australia, where you know the pitches will not be as hell, um, might not require two uh, spinners in the side. So Jadeja is not the worst option uh, in ODIs. Yeah, he is a certainty with the bat. What he can do, not many can do. Uh, but again, like there's some time for the ODI setup and the ODI 11 to uh, ODI 15 to be confirmed. There's still a long time to go fitness form. Uh, so, yeah, on yeah, current form, I would have Jadeja in my side. Yeah, yeah let's, let's see how it goes. I mean, yeah, as you say, plenty of time to build up to that next ODI World Cup uh, taking place late on in 2023 as well. So there is time. But looking ahead to India's ODI schedule beyond that World Cup and into the next future tours plan, which has been announced as well, they're not taking ODIs as seriously as they are Test cricket and T20s. And there's been a lot of reporting in the papers about the future of ODI cricket and lots of fans have been having their say in recent times. And here in England, like I mentioned, the the 50-over domestic competition is running alongside the 100 because they just can't fit everything in, you know, consecutively. They've got to have a clash somewhere. And it's the 50-over competition, which has basically been pushed to one side. There's there's no matches televised at the moment. You can watch them on, on the county streams on YouTube and things like that. But in terms of Sky Sports, they're, they're not showing any of that 50-over competition. It's all 100 you know, the 100 has got its plus points, it's got its negative points as well, and, and that's not really for, for this podcast to discuss. We'll leave that um, to, to England on 99.94 to look at in a bit more detail about scheduling and, and all that kind of stuff. But just the thought process behind 50 overs is the least important. Let's just, you know, run that alongside the 100, which is our showpiece white ball event mm. for the summer. And it seems to be the way that, the world is thinking in terms of international cricket that if something was to go, it might well be 50 over cricket. I mean, we were having this same conversation a few years ago, then we had a great 2019 World Cup and everybody's back on board with 50 over cricket and how great it is. But is it just a World Cup where it's going to be important? Because India in the future tours plan, they're playing the least amount of ODIs. Yeah. We have all the top sides. They're only playing three-match series at a maximum as well, so nothing more than a three-match ODI series. This from a country that just a few years ago was quite happy to schedule in like a seven-match ODI series against Australia Mm -hmm. just randomly because they had a month spare or or a two-, three-week spare in the middle of their summer or winter or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, It's just madness to think that how quickly things have turned in such a short space of time they're playing 38 test matches, which is only behind England The Tri-Series have Australia. returned, uh, which I think, you know, could be the future ahead. If um, ODIs are to be kept alive, I think Tri-Series offers a bit more competitive... So who, who, um, who do India want to play in a Tri-Series? Because, look, uh, Ramiz Raja, quite foolishly, I, I think, sort of voiced this thing about a, a quad series with India, Pakistan, Australia and England. Yeah. How Pakistan, he felt, 
you know, would would get that over the line? I don't know, because obviously India don't play Pakistan outside of ICC tournaments at the moment. And, you know, we, we'd all love to see it. And I've done an entire yeah. podcast series on it previously on Wisdom about the rivalry and the history of the rivalry. And and it's great when it does happen and, and it's fantastic and we all want to see that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't quite sort of see how he thought that would happen. But then it would be a case of England, Australia and India and because if 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 India were offered any other option, if they're offered England and the West Indies, they probably wouldn't be as interested. I don't think they probably yeah. the, the fans might argue probably that they should place, be. Yeah, probably if you play South Africa with a India player B team, you know, that's how it's going to be competitive. Like because India at full strength is just too good for um, most of the sides. So. And even no. if they're not on their yeah. day, I mean, yeah. it's just the prestige isn't there. The money-making capabilities aren't there. If it's seen as the least important format outside of World Cups, then mm. why would you bother? I, so I, I, you know, as, as great as it would sound, look, we used to love those tri-series back in the day, didn't we? we? You know, they used to have them in Australia. The two touring sides would have the ODI series in the middle, the VB series or whatever it was called at the time. And then they'd play in a group stage and then they have a series of finals. And, and it was brilliant. The Sharjah tournaments going back a number of years as well, which kind of ended in the early 2000s. They were great. But I think the world has moved on. And if you're going to see tri-series, yeah. it'd probably be T20Is, if, if anything, because A, it's going to be more competitive because it's just that type of game where anyone on their day can put up a performance and, and beat anyone else. And also, it's yeah. it's the money spinner, isn't it? It's it's a short turnaround, shorter games, easier to organise in a busy schedule. So I think that that might happen. But in terms of ODIs, look, are you concerned that ODIs are slowly being phased out, or do you think there'll always be World Cups going forward, fifty over World Cups, and it will just be a case of we'll just play a little bit in between those World Cups, and and that's enough. I think, um, like, if you ask of cricket fan right now to rate the three ICC tournaments in order they would put ODI World Cup number one probably the T20 World Cup next and uh, test cricket uh, World Test Championship last Uh, I don't know if you agree with that uh, rating so to say Uh, but that's my rating like ODI World Cup has always been you said fans right yeah is this fans like you and I who are sort of scholars of the game or claim to be anyway or is this just your your casual fan because surely your casual fan would say what's all this five-day cricket we don't need five day you know we haven't got time for it in the modern world we don't want to see world test yeah. championship what's the point you know i i know your proper cricket fan and your your sort of scholar of cricket will will agree with what you just said and i do i love test cricket more than anything else in the world uh, in terms of sport but would would every cricket fan say that? Would would they not? You know, quite yeah, a large so, proportion suggest yeah. that we don't need Test cricket anymore because that that's been on the chopping yeah. block a number of times. Yeah, I agree. But um, I was just talking about you know the ODI World Cup, so to say, like the three events. ODI World Cup, I think, like in my book, is uh, the most prestigious uh, trophy to win right now, and. Uh, while ODI World Cup is uh, like so 
prestigious uh, odi cricket is like not many will watch a random bilateral series they are not interested in uh, spending 8 hours and just watching one sided contest they would rather watch a 3 4 hour t20i match uh, so odi is are on their way out i would think because india um, the ftp says so not say so like it hints it's a subtle hint that odi is uh, icc is probably moving past it um, as you said india don't play any series longer than 3 uh, test uh, 3 odis so it makes you wonder if you know what what the future is for odis yeah, yeah it looks looks quite bleak when you see India as, as the powerhouse of world cricket doing that, but we'll, we'll wait and see how it goes. I mean, Roy Sherman's comments the other day were, you know, basically, I don't want to see anything go. I want to play all three formats yeah. of cricket as long as I can, and, and, and that's the way hand, I want it to sorry, go. Yeah, sorry to cut you in, but on the other hand, you know, test matches, which you say are kind of dying, um, India play like 38 test matches, yeah. which is the third most uh third most but out of that 20 are against either England or Australia um, and only uh, two other countries play more than 30 test matches so kind of like the women's FTP where um, test matches are not reserved but more um, like assigned to the bigger nations uh, we have seen that happening in the men's FTP also, where very few countries play over 30 uh, test matches. Uh, so, uh, test cricket will survive, but then it I think it will be limited to very few teams, which, you know, it's a ma- debate for another day, whether it's the right step or not the right step. Countries will play, yeah. but not very regularly, frequently. Well, it's because uh, which is, most countries yeah. make a loss when they host a test yeah. match. That, that's just the simple economics of it, isn't it? If, if you're not England, if you're not Australia, if you're not India, you'll make a loss every single test match you stage. You'll make a loss because the TV revenue mm. is just not enough. And it doesn't even matter if South Africa are hosting India for a three-match test series. Which They'll has still become make, two uh, matches, you know. Yeah, which is down now. But, you know, as it was previously, you know, earlier this year, three test matches, they still would have made a loss, but they would have made the money yeah. back through the limited over stuff. And then the TV rights covers the whole thing. If it was just a test series, they, even if it's mm. India, you know, there's not massive profits to be made. So you can understand the reasoning from some of these countries or the majority of these countries that, look, we're not going to necessarily commit to playing as much test cricket as the other formats. Um, you look at Bangladesh, though. Bangladesh have gone a bit mad and crazy during this um, yeah. this FTP, haven't they? 150 matches, way more than anyone else. And they're playing, I think, 58 ODIs, if, if I'm correct, or certainly 59. more than... 59. Yeah, 59. So more than anybody else, by you know, head and shoulders above anybody Even else. Ireland so, play a decent amount of ODIs. They play 51 ODIs. So. Yes, but with Ireland, you can understand that, look, they've there's two reasons. They, they need to qualify and, and play as many mm-hmm. matches as they can for, for World Cups and things like that. And the, the more matches they play, perhaps against you know, slightly lesser nations, the the better chance they've got of maybe getting a World Cup uh, place 
given the the Super League table or whatever they want to call it during the next cycle. Um, so you can understand that, the fact that they don't play as many test matches. They've only got 12 test matches, Ireland. So, you, you know, you, you kind of get that. They want to play a longer form of cricket, but no one really wants to play them in test cricket. Not many sides anyway, and certainly not for long series or, you know, it's, it's a lot of these will be one-off tests against Ireland. Maybe teams yeah. touring England will nip over to Ireland, play a test match, and then that will be their preparation for the England series, you know, something like that. So I, I understand that. But Bangladesh, have, have, they've, they've gone all out. They've, they've put all their cards on the table. We'll just play whatever. So, you know, fair play to them. Um, but they, they still see the value in ODIs, whereas India kind of going the other way uh, as far as that is concerned. But you're right, look. As as kids, both India you and I... India play 42 ODIs, which is the second yeah. least after South Africa. Yeah. It is. And that is simply because of the, the three-match series. And, and they play 61 usually... T20Is, which is also the second... Uh, which is the second most after yeah. West Indies. So, yeah. you it's see not, the No contrast. surprise. But growing up, 50-over yeah. World Cup, as you say, that the, in the men's game the most prestigious thing in the women's game, the most prestigious thing. And, and the women's game, obviously, you know, since maybe 2017, it's gained in more popularity and, and the, the viewership has gone up. The, the TV companies are doing it properly. Let, let's yeah. be honest. They're, they're doing it properly. They're putting it front and center. And the, 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 it's a proper ICC tournament, as would a men's ODI World Cup B. They're doing it in exactly the same way, the coverage and all that kind of stuff. So um, still the most prestigious, I agree, uh, in terms of white ball cricket, but you, you want to be World Test Champion, surely. Not that that would have been a dream for anyone growing up because it's only just yeah. come in, but you just want to be the best at Test cricket, right? That, that's that's how great sides are remembered. Do you, do you remember, like you might well do, but you know, would your average fan remember like India versus Bangladesh three years ago in an in a T20 series. Not really. You might remember mm. the odd innings, the odd great performance or whatever, but you might not remember the, the scoreline of the series or what the scores were in the match. But if you speak to me about, you know, Eden Gardens 2001, I could probably reel off, like, you know, stats and, and whatever. And, you yeah. know, Herbridge and Singh's 32 wickets in the series and, and that eight for 84 and, and the hat-trick and Hayden's performances and the Lakshman 281 and the Dravid 180 and, you know, the declaration just after lunch. And you remember all the specifics about everything that Sachin come on and, you know, Ganguly's telling him just one over for you here and just, just you know, mm -hmm. change of ends for our, for our other bowlers. Tendulkar ends up taking a wicket, ends up taking three in that innings, two in and over, removes Gilchrist, removes Warren with a googly. You know, you, you, I'm not just showing off, but that's because it was a great yeah. test match. One of the, probably the greatest test match I've ever seen. I, I know about yeah. it. Whereas T20s and ODIs kind of all yeah. blur into one unless it's at a World Cup. That's what Ravi Shastri said. I don't remember. And he was the coach uh, of Indian team. Yeah. I don't remember a single bilateral series. I, uh, I don't blame him. I don't I blame played, him because yeah. Yeah. you just, why would you, right? It's it's not important, really. I mean, it is. You want to win. But once you've done your job yeah. and you've won that series, you just move on and you're probably playing like 16 yeah. of these series through the year. And they just all blur into one in your memory. Whereas test matches... You know, just everything yeah. around it, especially when you're playing Australia, especially when you're playing England, 
But even England. you know when we used to play Pakistan, you know the big ones where there's so much build up and hype and press coverage, and those are the ones you remember. So look, long live Test cricket. It was uh, yeah, just one small uh, not incident, but yeah, uh, you spoke. Everyone speaks so much of the 2001 Test match. I was in Calcutta then. I grew up in Calcutta. My house was not even one kilometer away from Eden Gardens, and. the greatest match ever possibly was happening and i had no idea i didn't know what's happening i i didn't know cricket what was cricket then so you've yeah unfortunately you've seen it back right but, you've seen yeah. it back since i would i have I seen thought. it but yeah you know the live memories yeah. the moments yeah the moment and uh, yeah i mean that that was you know one of those incidents where i'm waking up 2:30 in the morning to to watch all the build up and then watch yeah. the match itself and skiving off school and and whatever it was it was just fantastic and that is what test cricket can give you that none of these white ball formats can others may argue that they can and it's the future but look as long as you get dramatic test matches the ebb and the flow you you'll never be able to replicate that in white ball cricket over over a five day yeah. period and different conditions and the ball starts spinning on days 4 and 5 and it's just fantastic it's drama at the best uh, it's highest quality really at, at the best of times and uh, long may it continue and uh, look for i for mm-hmm. one would would love to see odi cricket continue for as long as possible well into the next uh, couple of decades and i'm sure that as long as we have the prestige around the 50 over world cups that that will be the case it's just bilaterally you know it, it might have to take a back seat as is shown in the ftp and and yeah. we'll see how that all plays out with india uh, preparing first for this 2023 world cup uh, over the course of the next year or so um uh, before that the t20 world cup of course and uh you know we were expecting them to to smash zimbabwe 3-0 they're 1-0 up at the time of recording we'll see how they go in the next two matches and we'll be back in a couple of days with a round up of uh, what's gone on in the series what india can take away from the series if anything and uh, who who are the standout performers who might have just put their hand up and just put themselves in the shop window in front of the selectors but that's about all we've got time for on this episode thank you very much for listening to us once again and just before we go as well do get in touch with us on on social media You can contact me at Nikesh Raghani on Twitter and Instagram at Swaris16 on Twitter for Sara as well. Ask us questions. What would you like us to talk about? Tell us what you enjoyed, what you're not enjoying about the podcast. Just be honest with us. We want it to be as interactive as possible, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you all uh, very soon. But uh, thank you very much for listening for now, and we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually and you can follow us personally. I'm at Nikesh Raghani on Twitter and on Instagram and Sara is at Swaris16 on Twitter where you can find links to everything we do. outside of 99.94 remember if you love cricket then 99.94 is the home of cricket audio follow them for podcasts and commentary from the world of cricket running should be simple just put on your shoes and go 
And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.